truck puts Lauda's car in the wall. Updates are coming to all cars. Alonzo's seat might be in danger. And Snoopy's number one fan is back. Vale! Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing podcast. I'm here with three of my closest friends. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go uh, clockwise. Yancy, how are you doing today? Hi. Very uh, opinionated. Enthusiastic. That's no, not not good enough for you. No. Oh. Ruben, what's going on, guys? Oh man, <laughs> I can't wait to ask you how your weekend was. Uh, <laughs> and joining us again, trying to steal my job. Wow. Whoa. Hector, how are you doing? Take it easy. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> Not too good, I hope. Job stealer. Job, Job stealer. <laughs> Wife stealer. <laughs> oh, okay. Liberty stealer. He's coming for your entire life, bro. Oh my God. It's like the mob. <laughs> oh, man. On this episode, we will talk a bit of news involving Charles Leclerc, some car updates coming to uh, Barcelona, and some driver. It's, it's already silly season time, almost. We We're getting will, there. Yeah. We're yeah. There. We will also go back to the NRF1 feelings. Yes. And then we will preview the Barcelona Grand Prix. But before we do, I want to make sure to mention, follow us, please, on Instagram and Twitter at Jump to Start F1. Uh, make sure if you're following us on your favorite podcast platform, leave a review. Five stars would be nice. Leave us some constru- constructive criticism. And with all that said, Ruben, how was your weekend? <laughs> too, too short <laughs> too short no f1 this weekend hector how was your weekend brother nice to yeah, see you, you. The, the truth or the, you... yeah 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 <laughs> no lie to us it's man. been it's been uh it's been interesting you know uh dealing with the the situation i got going at home okay. and but you know we're, we're getting through it you know okay. Okay. Not? Well, at least no not even oh, okay but uh not you (laughs) (laughs) listen we're here i'm lucky i'm grateful for you guys thank you and all of our all of our fans yes (laughs) and our our sponsors shout out to monster (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yes my man oh relaxing weekend relaxing weekend i didn't do much oh no actually i went to see family in jersey but sunday i just you know spent it in peace at home Peace, peace, peace or pieces, recovering. Both. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with all that said, let's jump into the news. First and foremost, Charles Leclerc, what are you doing in that uh, Nicky Lauda historic F1 car in Monaco? I'm sure you guys, we can probably link it in the show notes, but I'm sure you guys saw the crash coming out of Raskas, lost the rear end. I lost the brakes. I lost the brakes. Um, I'm happy that happened. <laughs> Why? He got out of his system. So now it's, he won't crash this year. Yes, yes. He 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 I think he I think he did that on purpose. I think he uh he he just obviously the car that's a nice pretty nice car. That's the one that wasn't that the one that was featured in uh Rush? Yes. Also? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um but the brakes failed on him. Yeah, that's a brake failure when your brakes I mean, just fall I, off. I guess that's being nice about it. But. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I With mean, the rotor cracked. We like... know that Charles Leclerc has a history of crashing out in Monaco, either in qualifying or the race. 
So maybe he just got it out of a system and it won't happen. And maybe he might be in contention and actually win his home Grand Prix, which I'm hoping. Ferrari's going to be, it seems like Ferrari's going to be really good around Monaco. It was the 1972 Ferrari 312B3. Nicky Yes. Okay. Anything else to add there, boys? Uh, I think he lost that corner. He, he crashed in the past. Yes, that's right. He, oh, yeah. Ah. He was going real. He was real ambitious on that one. Okay, that so we might see that again in the race. He loves the corner. But, yo, but that's the second time that his brakes failed because that's exactly what happened to him when he was uh, with Sauber. His brakes failed coming out of the tunnel. Out of the just, tunnel, yes. I think he, what do you, he ran into somebody. He ran into one of the, I know it was, I think it was one of the Alpha Tower back then. I mean, before it was Alpha Tower. Uh, Toro Rosso. Toro Rosso, yeah. So, it was Hartley that he ran into or something like Ah, uh, yes, Brendan Hartley. <coughs> Thank you. Dude, I think he's a Kiwi. I came with every fresh hard drive today, so I remember <laughs> yeah, that. <Jesus. laughs> but no, I mean, maybe he's hoping that when he retires, that corner gets named after him or something? I don't know. I mean, what, Rascal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I highly doubt it, Rose Monaco. <laughs> I mean, we, I like the bar that's there, so. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of Chuck. I think he's going to do good this year. You changed his name, too? <laughs> I like Chuck. He, I mean, you know, he doesn't give a fuck, right? The, yeah, the Chuck is the Australians call him CLC. Tell us that Charles Leclerc, CLC, Char- Charles. I call him Charlie. Charlie, I like Chuck, Chuck, Chucky. I, I'm gonna start calling him Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> no, we got we got to put some respect on his name. He's not a little kid. It's a little kid named Charlie. He's, that's Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, 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 Chuck <laughs> leading the grid right now. That's Chuck. Sounds like big, big Chuck. Be, big Chuck eating, <laughs> eating a big ribeye. Yeah. With a monster big on the side, monster right? On the side. Sponsored by Monster. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Monster. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think of the crash one? Just kind of is what it is. Like, it, those types of old cars don't have... Um, the technology that he's probably used to driving with. So it's one of those things. Granted, that's not what happened. He lost the brakes. Okay, mm-hmm. What kind of technology it is, it won't prevent you from crashing if you brakes. I mean, we have, we have to out, assume yeah. that they updated those brakes to let them drive you like that. Well, yeah, they didn't do it. At least clean it up, right? At least something. Change the brake fluid or something. Yeah. I mean, change the, I don't think <laughs> even that would have worked. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like Old this. brakes, man. It is what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a 40, was a 40 year old car? Yeah. Um, a little more than that. 1972, 2022. Yeah, you're right. What was 50. the what was the purpose purpose for it? It was just like a video. It's shoot? like a show run. No, no, no it's, they were doing the, this weekend. Was the old, was it the old, like, like the like old time race on the way that like a, like a classic? Yeah. But his, I mean, his was a show run. Okay, but they bring these old cars, uh, you know, to to you know ride them around Monaco. It's, it's a big spectacle. But they also have like a a smaller Grand Prix where they race the uh, older cars. Yeah, no, Esteban Gutierrez was driving a car for them. For okay, so probably for like a Mercedes or something, right? Don't think so. No. But he was driving an old car. Okay. How, how do you guys feel about them doing that kind of stuff during the season? Because like, what if he like you know broke a foot and like mm-hmm. he was gone just for publicity? You know what I mean? I mean, it, it could happen to Max. Max was there too. Could happen to anybody. I remember. Yeah, like, I'll anybody. tell you what. One of the greatest moments I think it was it last year when for was it last year or the year before when Fernando Alonso drove that V10, his old V10. Yes, it was his championship winning car. I think it was two years ago. It was two years yeah. ago. I mean, you got a great moment, and, you, and those those cars, man, they sound amazing. Like, well, I remember Lewis Hamilton uh, being interviewed after I think it was one after the, during the run. During and yeah. he just be get, just and all you hear quiet. is that car just going. It's that big V10 engine, and and like you know, it brings bring good feelings back. Yeah, so. no, I get that. It's, cool. it's just I don't know if it's worth the risk, but yeah, I guess you know. 
Well, Lewis Hamilton goes skydiving. Is that worth the risk? Off season, though. No. During the season. During. He was doing it here in the States before the Miami Grand Prix. So he went skydiving and got to play golf with, uh, with, Tom, Brady. with Tom Brady. With Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That's why he finished life, where bro. he did. At wow. Michael Jordan's golf course. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Moving on. Next set, of, next set of news. Car upgrades coming to Barcelona. So there's a number. So this is the first European Grand Prix. So being closer to their factories, we'll be able to start seeing uh, some more uh, upgrades coming to the car. So we will see, at least reported, Red Bull, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, and potentially Mercedes. Or it's the last shot for Mercedes. So uh, Red Bull is looking to lose lose weight on the car. We're all trying to lose weight, right? So Red Bull is trying to lose weight on the car. Uh, weight-saving options is what they're looking at coming into Barcelona. Ferrari, the articles that I've seen, they don't really say anything as far as what they're actually doing to the car. Yeah, well, the Ferrari hasn't upgraded their car at all this season. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, like, minor upgrades, but nothing like, nothing like what, like, Red Bull has brought or maybe, like, a Mercedes or any other other teams. I could have swore I, I saw something uh, a couple weeks ago when they were doing that tire test that they were running a new floor. They didn't tell anybody about. Yeah, they got cleared, but I don't know what, exactly what happened there. I mean, obviously, it's all secretive. We have, we all know that Ferrari gets their secret deals with the FIA. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you're finally admitting it. Well, yeah. listen, <laughs> Thank you. It's not my truth. It's the truth. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. <laughs> uh, Alfa Romeo is bringing a. New oh no! F- one more thing on yeah. the, on Ferrari. They all, I also me. saw an article that they are painting. A car, uh, they're painting the car with a paint that's supposed to be lighter than the normal paint. So everybody's trying to save weight as yeah. well. So Alfa Romeo is bringing a new floor and uh, performance updates, quote unquote, whatever that may mean. And the thing with Mercedes is that they want this to be kind of the final test because Barcelona is such a track for testing. It's been traditionally the preseason test track, uh, but this will be the final or one of the final straws with the zero pod concept, they see that, yeah, it helped them develop a better floor, but the car itself just doesn't function in comparison in comparison to the concepts of the other team's cars. Yeah, it doesn't, it, that, it seems like that, that concept a lot, although a good one makes that car purpose or bounce or whatever you want to call it a lot. Uh, may, basically making that car undrivable. Is it undrivable? Huh? For Lewis, you mean? <laughs> Here we go. I mean, you're uh, listen, I've, top I've, five and five. Yeah, I, I got you, but he's also complaining about the car. and Yeah, he's complaining about yeah, the car. It's I mean, not perfect, but and, I mean, and it's, honestly, it's, it's, it's the car's being difficult. So, uh, yeah. so put two hands on it, grab it like a man, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, you know, whip that shit. Oh, Lewis did finish right behind him. And he's still race. behind. Yeah. So, oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, all right. That it's a it's a difficult car to drive. I, I mean, it, Mercedes is used to being top two. Okay. You know, and they and then they clearly have gotten lucky with safety cars the way it has it gone this race, and we all know that they shouldn't. The fact that both of their drivers have got podiums is a freaking miracle because the car sucks. It's not it doesn't. You know, it's not very good. I think. Um, in the Grand Prix, because they're going a little bit slower, they're able to take advantage, especially with their strategy. But the car is not that good. I mean, you see it. The, the Ferraris and the Red Bulls are just pulling away from them. Yes. So, 
and the fact that it's the head of the midfield, pretty small miracle to be honest with you. The way that car drives, I don't know. Uh, they need your team, bro. I know, but I'm saying I, I say I don't know. They need to kick the freaking car, <laughs> put it to like a shredder or a blender, and see if the side pods work for them. Well, <laughs> they I need mean, to do something because right now every they turn everything that they have in the back and it's not working. So. Bring the side pods. And it doesn't look like they're gonna they're gonna abandon the concept because from what Total Wolf has been saying is that if they do abandon it now, it's all that work that they've done throughout through not only throughout the preseason, but last year during the offseason, last year during the season where they were fighting for the championship, and all the work that they've done this year, you know, to just abandon the concept and go to a new one and not knowing that that's gonna work. But they did test it though. What? The one with the side pods at the beginning of the testing. But that wasn't their real car. It was sandbagging. Yeah. They <laughs> they tried to they try to pull the same thing they pulled a few years back where they brought two different cars to testing. And obviously that worked, but this one just didn't. So uh it's it's tough, man, because it's like I I think if this doesn't work or if they change the concept, what they're doing is they're just gonna just start on working on next year's car and abandon the season and just get the most that they can and get as much so money that they can. If it has to happen, then it has to happen. What are you supposed to do? No, it is what it is, man. So it's we, just listen. I don't feel bad for Mercedes. They've got money. No, they've and got, they've, they've and they've won the last what nine? Was it eight, eight championships? Eight, eight, yeah, so, eight constructors. constructors. But there's a there's a budget cap, so it's not. Yeah, they got plenty of money and. But they can't spend it because yeah, the, they can't spend it on the... It's a new F1, baby. Exactly. They can't just throw it anywhere. Like, yeah, man. They have to now really be on the lookout for the money. Yeah. So speaking of budget cap, there's been a little bit of mudslinging between everybody and Red Bull. Yeah. Right? Because they've brought so many updates so mm-hmm. far. Where Yancey said earlier, the Ferrari hasn't brought any updates at all. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing some finally for Barcelona. But Red Bull has just been consistently updating their car. And there's a lot of questions as to what's going on with the the budget cap and their budget in general and how they're able to do this. So mm-hmm. are they just being smart? Are they are they <laughs> they're running a Ponzi scheme? Well, it's something that uh <laughs> Uh, the, the theories are flying already. I should make a video of Ruben in the twilight, in that black and white yeah. twilight zone. With the swirl in the back. Yeah, the swirl in the back. <laughs> um, but no, don't use the picture that you have on your phone, one, though. One, hey, Yancy, huh? don't use the picture you have on your phone from, of me. You sure you don't want me to nah, do that? No, no, That'll be great. Looking like I'm the whole guy. what I think. <laughs> well, there's something else to that, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, let's be PC. Um... There was a quote last week in Miami. Uh, Matteo Bonotto was talking about the rate of development. And what he said was that, obviously, they asked him about the um, the developments of his car, but they also asked him if he was, and I'm paraphrasing, if he was worried about Red Bull and their, and their developments. He said, listen, the car is quick. They've brought a lot of developments. But eventually, and it's true what he's saying, with the budget cap, these new upgrades are going to have to stop for them. So they're going to come to a point where they're at a standstill. And Ferrari can't outdevelop them because they haven't brought anything yet. <laughs> so that's a dynamic that we would want to watch out for going forward to see how, where these developments go and, and if they break the rules in the with the budget. 
the budget cap. Obviously, they can't break the rules, but no, yeah, I think maybe Rebel has been forced to bring all those upgrades yep. because of the you know reliability issues they have. Yep. They just being forced to like really bring them out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, isn't do you? Wouldn't the reliability issues that they have would be mechanical instead of aerodynamic? Because most of the rate of development is aerodynamics based on the new rules. Yeah, like the new floor and all that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So hmm. I don't. know. There's clearly some money going in, <laughs> in different directions. It, it, it's it seems like if they're if they're having to put a lot of money into fixing these problems, um, they're gonna run up against it later on in the season. In a little while. <laughs> yeah, and we know that the you know, I think the. Ferrari has been the most reliable, uh, along with the Mercedes. Yeah. Um, and Ferrari's car is still competitive, considering that they haven't brought any upgrades because they're still placing in the top three. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to take another approach to it and, and think that it's a good strategy on their part. On whose? On Red Bull's part. Why? Because they're going to build the best car they can from the jump mm-hmm. and try to make it the best car and give their drivers the best opportunities early on mm-hmm. and set the tone for the rest of the season. And if they can square the car away within the first, you know, eight weeks or eight eight, eight races, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the car will run great and it'll be just on Max to, to finish. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying they're, they're going to rely, rely on Max's driving skill? I think so. I think they're going to they're going to. I mean, the they have car. been doing that. They've been, be honest, yeah, but I think they're going to build the best car that they can. Yeah. Uh, up front, get, mm-hmm. you know, get it out the way. And then Max is on you now. This is the yeah. best we can do for the season. Here you go. And we're out of money. <laughs> there was an article on F1, F, Formula1.com that said, Red Bull team principal Christian Horner said Red Bull left nothing on the table in their efforts to win the inaugural Miami Grand Prix with Max Verstappen, and that's the and that the title battle could likely go all the way this season. So, Christian Horner agrees with you that it's best to just give him everything now, but let him figure it out. I, I think that this is a direct result of Ferrari jumping out to a, such a big lead. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ruben on this. Like you have to develop to be able to catch up. Yeah, and then you know Ferrari has done a good job because they've taken advantage of the extra wind tunnel time that they had last year, based on the rules, based on the the step ladder system that you the lower you place in the championship, you get more development time in the in in the tunnel and there in the in the wind tunnel. When does that reset? Do you know? Halfway through the season, so right after the summer, summer break. break. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it. This is why we love F one, right? Because it's not just the racing on the track; it's the it, 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 there's also a constructor's title, and that is the race between the teams out engineering each other, of course. and and how um and it just brings up a whole bunch of other drama as well, especially when you listen to these guys in their press conferences and and interviews and stuff like that. So, again, another storyline to follow. F1 is great because we have multiple storylines to follow. That's why we like it, and that's why it's such a perfect like. Storyline for like a reality show on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, say again, see Netflix, hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the cars, boys? Nah, man, it'd be it'd be good to see like what the what every team brings because we've said this before. Uh, Barcelona is the traditional race where teams bring up these. bring up their major upgrade based on the data that they have gathered through the first four or five races of the season. So we are going to be, um, like I said, this is, I think I'm looking mostly, obviously we're going to be looking at Ferrari because it's going to be their first major upgrade. But I personally am looking forward to see what Mercedes brings and how that car drives yeah. to see if they can get back into the fight. That's the one to watch for now this week. All right. A bit of uh driver's news. 
So we'll start off with Alpine. Fernando Alonso's contract is up at the end of this year. So that brings into place um, Piastri. Oscar Piastri. Yes, as their potential fill-in for Fernando Alonso. Do, do you think that they move on from Fernando Alonso? Standings-wise, he doesn't look too good, to say the least. But it's a lot of bad luck. Yeah, it's a, it has been a lot of bad luck. I think he's been driving really good. He has two points. <sighs> yeah, it sucks. Um, Same as Lance Stroll. They said that they're going to make it this... <laughs> And we all know Stroll, yeah, sucks. Yeah, um, damn, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's being he's losing to Alexander Albon in the drivers' championship right now. Man, that really sucks. Um, he said, "Bad luck." Tough seasons for world champions. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, they they have already said that they're going to be announcing. Who's going to be in that seat by Silverstone or during the Silverstone weekend? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I'm t- it's tough because obviously Piastri has been one of those drivers who's been touted a, a lot like uh, like Leclerc and Max um, and even George Russell, Orlando coming out of F2. He won the championship. He didn't get a drive. Usually anybody who wins the F2 championship gets a drive. Uh, Schumacher did, Mick Schumacher did, Leclerc did. Um, De Vries, I think, is the only championship champion that didn't get an F1 seat, but he went to Formula E and he actually won the championship there. Um, it's tough, man, because Fernando's still driving at a top level. It's not like he's, it's not like a Vettel right. or any other older F1 driver that you, or like what we saw what happened with Kimmy. Kimmy was still a serviceable driver, but he wasn't like top level driver anymore. Um, but Alonso, I feel, and I don't know if you guys feel this way. You can talk to this. I think that if you can put Alonso in a championship on a car that has the potential to win a championship, I think he brings it home the way he's driving right now. He just had, just had a lot of bad luck. So if you put him in a Mercedes of this year, you think he'd win races? No, no, I didn't say that. Because a Mercedes this year is not a championship winning car. But if you put him in a Ferrari or a Red Bull, yeah, for sure. He's super quick. Okay, any thoughts, boys? I think Alonso stays. Um, just on the on the knowledge that he brings to the team, doesn't, you know, why, why, what happened to El Plan if they don't stay with him? You know, like that's what that's the way I, I'm taking it. If mm-hmm. he, he's still like you know the driving, it's not, I don't think there's any question about his driving. You know the, the style, not the style, but the the level of driving that he does. He's a, a top performer. Right. He just had freaking bad luck this weekend. Like yeah. all of the stuff that's happening to him. If it happens to O'Connor, O'Connor will be even further less than you know, Alonso. So I think uh, it, it's it's not going to be based on his driver skill. I think it'll be, I think we're looking at a situation where it's very similar to where Mercedes was last year, Ferrari was uh, a few years ago, and where McLaren was as well, where they have these really talented drivers, McLaren with Lando Norris, Ferrari with Charles Leclerc, Mercedes with George Russell, who should be in an F1 seat because they're top talented drivers, and as a team, especially these teams who have a lot of value are in it for the long haul 
but they want to start building for the future because we're already seeing the old guard moving on. Like the you know you only have you have Vettel who's who looks like to be at the end of his career. Hamilton, even though he's still driving at a top level, in a few years he'll be gone. Vettel will definitely be gone. Like you, everybody's going to the new to the new generation. You see that with Max. Oh, I forgot to mention Max with Red Bull, which they brought him on when he was seventeen. You see that with Rebel, we see that with Ferrari, we see that with McLaren, and now um, we might we're seeing that crossroad crossroads happen with Alpine, where they have a really talented driver mm-hmm. who has the potential of being a an F one champ champion, and they got to get him into the car. So because we see that if you put a young driver, he kind of needs that experience to get all the. All the kinks I'd out. Say he, I'd say he goes to Williams. All the mistakes out. They're going to get rid of Latif in a few races, mm-hmm. and he goes there. Who, Piastri or Oscar? Oscar. Right, so Lonzo stays there, and Oscar goes to Williams. Mm, speaking of Williams, Nick DeVries to run an FP1 for Williams at the Spanish Grand Prix. So, I, I don't know. It's like what Yancey was saying. Mm-hmm. This is another talented driver. And yeah, then, but I mean, and I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, but the thing is that DeVries will make more sense because... Williams and and Mercedes have mm-hmm. a closer relationship. Yeah. They don't have a relationship with Alpine. We know. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what yeah. what's gonna happen. But I mean, good for Nick DeVries. But we'll see, man. Oscar I mean, was alone. Why, why is he even um, running in that first practice race anyway? Albums are driving great. It should be Latifi that gets the day off. Uh, so, like, I, it, it's part of the program to develop young drivers. Is yes, that no. they get? And what I'm saying is that why did Williams pick Albon and not Latifi? I I think that they they alternate. I'm not I'm not real clear, but I okay. I think that they alternate throughout the you season. Albon's been driving well. Yeah, but that's, that's, really, that's, a, that's the reason why you would you would sit. Alvin. The reason the reason that, that's the reason why there's rules in place where practice run. you have to put. Uh, Young drivers in the yes. seat for every for FP one, so I mean, has to be done a certain amount of times. Yeah, it has in to a be year. a certain amount of times in a year. So, and but that's by rule, by law, but like by, 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 by law, by, by rule, by by, by decree, whatever you want to call it's it. How many times a year? Twice. I think it's twice. I think it's twice. Yeah, I think it's twice. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that why giving album why give album the day off when he could use the practice run since he's been doing so well. I'd rather have him. I have no idea. But that's the reason I, I think yeah. you would give Maybe Alba because, the day off because he's driving so well. Yeah, he's driving well Latifi and he has more experience too. Alba has more experience. Hey, Latifi, we even gave you an extra day of practice and you're not doing nothing. You're out of here, son. An extra day to crash. Yep. <laughs> Where are my points? But Latifi's <laughs> a paid driver. I mean, eventually. You know, Latifi's father also owns part of McLaren. Yes. Really? Stakeholder of McLaren. So then, along these same lines, mm-hmm. F1, a serious ambition of mine, says indie driver, indie car driver Colton Herta, ahead of a McLaren test seat fit. Another talented young driver, one of Yancey's favorite indie car yes. racers. Yeah, he's good, man. Six-time I mean, indie car winner. He became the youngest indie car series winner in 2019 and added five wins since. Mm-hmm. And he had a monster slide this weekend that. It was that he saved. Yep, it was a monster save, phenomenal to watch. And um, also, there's another guy that McLaren's working as well. Because so McLaren has a ton of talent underneath coming up, which is mm-hmm. option that's yeah, hard. That's that. part of their and part of connection. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. last last year was part of war that took yeah. a couple of turns in the car. Yeah, 
Jeez. So they have people underneath as well coming. The same thing is going mm-hmm. with what Yancy was saying about they're going younger, you know, not younger necessarily, but going with the new generation. Well, listen, this is all part of, um, and obviously Zach Brown because he's American, is pushing for more Americans to be part of F one. Uh, Colton Herta is the top young driver in IndyCar right now, um, but he's also has experience racing in the in in Europe. In the lower categories, um, he he went on to Indy. Obviously, he made a big splash in IndyCar, winning already six times. I think he just for Andretti. Um, so that's why there's talk of him if Andretti does get a team in F1. The talk of him bringing him on to be the first American driver since Alexander Rossi. Um, yeah, man, it'll be it it'll be good to see him in an F1 car. Um, the the test is set. He already had his 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 seat fitting. The, he hasn't announced when it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. but it'll be good to see him. He's one of the young drivers that I personally am looking to see and how he does in a practice session and see if if he can get into F one. I would love to see an American driver in F one. It would be, I think, and I think I speak for the rest of us because yeah. we're all you know we're Americans. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just glad that it's it's going that way because. We haven't seen a serious contender as far as like a, an American just come in into F1 for a while. And obviously, we have three races in the U.S. Uh, we have an American team in Haas, which finally became American again. Um, and we potentially have Andretti buying, uh, you know, making a bid to get an F1 team into an 11 team into F1. Uh, if they can bring on Amer- an American driver who's proven that he can win races and and he's you know viable candidate to become an F one driver. All right, so boys, it's time. I want to hear your thoughts, your feelings on a certain number of topics arranged by our good friend Yancy here. Cry, get yeah. mad. <laughs> so our, we're returning to our segment in our F one feelings. We're gonna start with. Sebastian Vettel seems to be not not against, but is would be okay with removing DRS and understanding and seeing what it really takes to reliably uh, overtake on track. What do you guys feel about this? Well, I think the question is, what we've seen so far this year, is DRS... Should DRS be on the cars? Or should we just take it it off completely? I'm good with it. Yeah? Why? I like it. It helps keep it it exciting. Helps with the show. I mean, we're gonna keep it sexy, right? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna pass somebody on a straight. You wanna see these cars hit, you know, top speed. It's it's awesome to watch. You don't think it makes it too easy? No. I think driving a Formula One car is hard. There's nothing that makes anything about driving a Formula One car easy. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm good with it. What I'm against the kind of cat and mouse game that has to be played to achieve DRS or like, for they pretty much what happened, what happened in, uh, in Saudi. Uh, yeah. yeah so I'm gonna Max. you know either let him pass me now in the second DRS and I'm gonna overtake him or uh, let me slow down. You know like the thing that you know it, it always every regulation gets pushed to your you're gonna you're gonna push it to your advantage. So that's the way to to, to be able to gain the access to it. So you you know you do the tricks. But that's also, you're not really racing to the max if you're going to slow down to be able to so achieve. So you're saying you're against 
another wrinkle of strategy during racing. I think that this is this is something that it, it just okay. So it adds another layer of complexity to racing. I'm okay with that. So every other series has fan booster Formula E or push the pass. Well, they have an over. They have a they, push the pass. Form, they have like a zone that you pass through in Formula E. Right. I forgot what it's called. The Mario where, Kart. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Mario Kart, where the you can get an extra. Yeah, the you power can up. literally power up and get an, I think an extra uh, extra more horsepower kilowatts. Yeah. So. Power. And then uh, IndyCar has pushed the pass. Like, yeah. why? Why would we? <clears throat> it's something that it just adds more strategy to the racing. Why would we even think about? Well, I, I just don't understand what the negatives are. And I, I get you know a racer would say, yeah, let's see you know on pure talent what you know what it is. But I don't care about their their talent. I want to see what they can <laughs> do in in these cars that they're given mm-hmm. with the battery capacity that they have or like the downforce that they could eliminate that's what i want to see i don't care about their their talent as much yeah <laughs> now the the question the question is is that it's almost like introducing a feedback loop where you or or, or a mistake generator as we talked about last week right um but it's another wrinkle as wellington said but what would, what would you guys think if you brought in something like i know an indie car they have push to pass, but push to pass. The way it works is that you get a, a lot of amount of seconds that you can use it per race. You can use it whenever you want. I think it's like 200 seconds. Yeah. But both cars can use it. So you can use it to defend or you can use it to over, to overtake. What if we introduce something like that into F1 being with the battery power instead of, instead of extra horsepower, or I think they add more fuel, like a fuel flow. I don't know. Um, I think it's good the way it is. Just leave yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's good the way it is. That would be even another layer of strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can easily represent that on screen. Uh, it's something that maybe if it were to be introduced, it, we would have to kind of just see it. But as it is right now, um, I think I think we're in a good spot. I think one 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 thing that we would have to see is I think what they should do, in my opinion is just like we're running sprint races at certain certain uh certain races uh and they're going to be running a um a different qualifying format meaning with the tires that they're going to be using you know in Q3 me uh hard and Q2 medium and Q3 soft I think maybe they should do this for one race and see or one or two races without DRS to see how it goes because we can we do see that these cars do follow better I think that, to, to be honest, and this is the Sebastian Vettel call, I'm only a bit cautious of the DRS because it was brought in as a, an assistance to help overtaking, but now it feels a bit like it's the only thing that allows you to overtake at times. Dude, to me, I think you're attacking the wrong thing. I think really the problem is that the cars are so big on the tracks. They're, they've been the same tracks or, for the most part, been the same tracks for years. Mm-hmm. That's what's affecting overtaking. It's not the DRS or lack of DRS. It's... They got to go back to shrinking down the cars. And I get that they added the whole hybrid system and they added the batteries. And obviously, mm-hmm. all that other technology is going to go into the car somewhere. And it just elongated it and made it wider. But I, I think that Vettel is just kind of barking up the wrong tree here. Okay. Anybody else? No, I don't think they're going to take the RS off. But they could work around it, like we, you know, what you were saying. So. Mm-hmm. It's part, of, it's part of the sport. It's been, it's been on it for too long already. And it works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does work. Again, remember, the IRS was 
supposed to be because the cars couldn't follow before. So whatever time you lost going through corners because they lose so much downforce, yeah. you can gain it back on the straights. But if these cars can follow better, technically, do you need the RS? It's, it's you know, I think that's one of those, like, things where they're going to well, have to look With forward. the races we've seen so far, the RS has been used and it's working. We thought because of, you know, the new regs, mm-hmm. it was going to be pointless. Oh, but he, he's saying that maybe it's too powerful now because mm-hmm. now you can it's follow. It's too easy, yeah. Gotcha, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, because the only overtakes that you do see now are DRS overtakes, yeah. for the most part. Uh, for the most part. Uh, all right, uh, next one. Let's hear your opinions on... Carlos had just one thing to do in Miami. <laughs> Blocking the way of Verstappen at the start and protecting Leclerc. Ferrari leaves for uh, Florida with a bitter defeat for Leclerc, the fans, John and Lapo Elkin, and the whole Prancing Horse team. So... Carlos signs. That was an uh, Italian journalist. Pino. Who's that? uh, An Italian journalist said that Pino Alievi. He's a respected Italian journalist. Obviously, the Italians are super mad that they didn't win in Miami. (laughs) What do you think? Any thoughts? Did he let the team down? I mean, was that his orders? We don't know that. What? Why would it have to be his orders? To what? To, to protect your teammate when you're when you have here. the front. We're both row? in the front. We're for, we're both racing right now. What? He also wants to win. He also wants to score points. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. I know. Instead of a one-two, they got a two-three. He's done that all year. He hasn't been able to overcome any of that. Oh, you expect him to do it in Miami? No. Yes. No. That's, that's what he's paid that's for. A lot. That's a lot to ask. Yeah. Uh, on a new track that no one's been on. Okay, it wasn't too much to ask for Max. You're an F1 driver. Max is a champion. Signs easy. Yeah, but all right. Where would Max be? Think about last year. Mm-hmm. If Checo Perez didn't come on, and especially in the last race, didn't defend against Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, but at that time there was a purpose. At that time, right now there's no. Oh, what do you mean there's no purpose? There's a purpose. There's a you purpose. Get You're gonna win the championship. Yeah, but it's still too early. It's still like, early in the season. Yeah, it's, it's too. Early. All it's these too, points still count. No, at the of end, course. yes, they're all yes. gonna count, but the. It's, it's, it's tough because you're asking this kid so early in the season to start blocking somebody else. Yo, come on, dude. Like, we're not winning tomorrow. No, you can't do that. Nothing. No. Or at least I, gotta- I, look, I understand that Chuck has a, a big <laughs> difference in points. Um, and, yeah, maybe he's favored to win as far as the team is concerned. Like, that's who they want to put forward as, you know, the guy. But it, it's hard. I, I can. I'm imagining that it's hard for a driver five five weeks in to say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be Botas for you, bro. All right, don't worry about it." No, but I think that so the when quote, the team is not pushing that for hold him. On, hold on, I think that the quote was Carlos had just one thing to do in Miami, blocking the way of Verstappen at the start and protecting Leclerc. I think that you guys are thinking of the whole race, where in reality it was they locked out the front row, going into turn one, he was already. He was already fucked up. He was mm-hmm. already behind Verstappen. I mean, why can't we just say Verstappen did a great job and that's it? Well, why is it? Why is it? Bro, when you see fall? Verstappen start in Miami, he had a better start than Leclerc, I think. Yeah, no, no, and he, and he, the car seemed like the car was off. That's how low the R. Even they said it like he, how low his RPMs because he wanted to just jump out the line. He didn't want to put okay. too much power and spin, mm-hmm. so and he did. achieved that. Huh? Nobody else did. Nobody else wanted to jump off the line. Yeah, but they, they, nobody, I guess, thought of the direction that he went. 
because he just jumped off the line and he actually. So considering now that Leclerc is way don't, ahead. Don't get in your feelings. That's the point of the damn <laughs> segment. Right, I know. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, considering that. Can we? I don't. Can we all agree that science is out of the championship picture as a, for no, the drivers? No, 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 no. I think he is. No, he's making too many mistakes. No, I, I don't. I don't see him competing for it. I see him. Doing I don't well. see him. Comp- yeah, I see him finishing but third, maybe fourth. But with the Ferrari's obviously still in the picture for winning the constructors' champion. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it have been a. It would have been better to get a one-two than a than a, than a two-three. And the only reason they got a two-three is because. Um, Checo had a problem. A horsepower issue. A horsepower <laughs> issue, and he came in fourth. That's true. You know, so at some point, I mean, every point counts. Mm-hmm. So did he let him down? Uh, I think I would agree with that. Um, it was it uh, th- were they able to save it? Yeah, thank God. I mean, but I think uh, Carlos Sainz needs to be driving better. We can all agree to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. You know, at this point, protect your teammate. Hmm. Well, that's why it's a team I, I, I'm not, sport. I'm not. I'm not loving the wording, though. I, I, I want to say, you know, if, if you told me like he needs to be a little bit more of a team player, but like he had one job to do and it was to protect Chuck. Like, no. If you word it differently, it's the same outcome. It, it, it's not, but it's easier to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> that's my issue. That's my issue with it. Like, I understand what his Hold on, what am I swallowing? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, that's my issue with it. That it's, it's, I understand what his role is. We all understand. And I'm going to put understand in quotations. But, like, don't be so blunt about it. Like, he's still a Formula One driver. It's still only the fifth race. Like, come on. I think that you've been introduced to how savage the Italian press can be on Ferrari. Uh, it was a savage quote. I'm not going to deny that. But there's truth to it. It is truth to it. Okay. I mean, we're fighting for a championship. Okay. We saw how a championship can go can go one way or the other throughout the season. Every point counts. And I think Ferrari's been faltering. And it's not only Sainz's fault, because obviously Leclerc crashed out in Imola, you know, and he lost the lead cause he got, when he got pulled in Miami. But... You know, we can't make any excuses here, man. This is the top level all, of motorsport. All, all I'm saying this is, is the pinnacle. All I'm saying is that motorsport. plus size models are still models. Let's be a little bit more respectful. What? forget it. All right, let's go. <laughs> Well, until you're all right over there, man. I'm hurting. <laughs> <It's time. laughs> We've all done worse, too. Um, <laughs> wow. All right, so Andretti. Obviously, a new they they want to come in with a new the Andretti group wants to come in with a new Formula One team. That seems to be the direction that they want to go. Make it eleven teams. The current fee. That is being, uh, I guess, touted around is two hundred million dollars. So, just an entry fee. That's not just even an entry fee. including any of the infrastructure you have to build and the you know, money you got spent on the cars, et cetera, et cetera. That's just here's some money. This is the entry fee, and that gets divvied up to all the teams. So, the value of Formula One is that it's a limited amount of franchises. 
says Total Wolf. And we don't want to dilute that value by just adding teams. Not a quote from Wolf, but the $200 million is a significant amount of money. But in this business, when you divide it by the participants, it doesn't go a long way. And it's a one shot. It's not $200 million every year. So at the end of the day, a conversation like this will always come down to economics. That was Christian Horner that said that. Yeah. The second line. The second the 200 million. Yes. What do you think? What are your feelings on this? It seems like the... Um, from the outside looking in, seems like these F1 teams are hating and are trying to block the way for Andretti to to come into F1. Hmm. That's what it seems like to me. Now, yeah, the economics have to be involved. And obviously, the fact that kudos to Liberty Media, give them a round of applause because honestly, Liberty Media has bought F1, has already made their money back and made these teams more valuable by introducing the cost cap. So any team that has to come in here has to be a viable addition to the grid where they're going to last a long time. It's not like a Caterham or or I think an HRT from before. Jordan. Jordan. I mean, a lot of these teams go out of business or they sell to another team. I think Jordan was, was sold to the Red Bull, I believe. So, Jordan became Jaguar. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, do you think that they're hating? I don't think they're hating. I think what what the Andretti people should be focused on is either joining venture with maybe Porsche or Audi to, you know, they're going to need help with the money and the infrastructure and all that BS. Or buy another. They have said that they already have an engine supplier. So they have to just buy a team. Not buy a team. They want to build a new team. No, I know, but but that's the only way they're going to get around the 200 million fee. They're not getting around it. They got to pay it to get in. Even if you buy a team? No. The team team already in it. So if you buy... I'm I'm assuming they haven't... No, they want to... They start off from scratch. From scratch. They're going to need a lot of money. (laughs) A lot of money. But they say they have it. So... Andretti definitely has it. Yeah. I mean, if they got it, let them... That's it. They say that, but, but that's but the whole thing, the, is that the other teams want to up that. Yeah, they're saying it's not enough. Because remember, that entry fee, fees, for what Total Wolf is saying, is that that's just the start. But obviously, ever since this rule came in place, which was last year, mm-hmm. two years ago, the value of these F1 teams have become have become higher, obviously. And it, it seems like they want to up it. So what's a good number? 300? <sighs> no, that's the whole point. But it's just like 200 million. I remember when this news came out, we were like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But, you know, obviously times have changed. So pretty much that, if you look at it this way, it it could be also, so a franchise fee is less than your budget for a year. I mean, it's it's just, it's pretty much a franchise fee, you will blow through it in less than a year, you know, less than a year and a half. Mm-hmm. There's 100, 135 million, whatever, 140 million for the budget cap. You still have, you know, so for example, and it's a big investment, man. <laughs> I mean, do they have the money? So they're going to need the 200 mil up front. The additional they have to pay it up front. And that gets divvied up between all 10 teams. A 10 other teams. I don't, I don't know if they got deep pockets like that. Andretti? They don't. I think it's a short, uh, it's a narrow view for everybody else. The pie, yeah, it'll be smaller 
more slices of the pie, but the pie is going to be much bigger. Mm-hmm. So now you're introducing, we just came off the Miami Grand Prix, which was a crazy success as far as dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you want to bring in an American team to draw more eyes, especially a team, a team with the capability of Andretti. I think that all you're doing is just increasing the market value here in the United States and then obviously adding that to that pot. And it's just going to create, like I said, a bigger pie for 11 teams versus 10. And remember this, Andretti wants to bring in an American driver. And we know that I think that if you bring in an American driver onto the grid here in the U.S., it would take F1 over the top because now Americans are looking at the sport and rooting for that American driver. Can you imagine Drive to Survive episodes with this guy? It would be crazy. Who does Colton Herter drive for? Andretti. Yep. So he'd probably be in that seat. Pat too, right? No, he drives for McLaren. Okay. Yeah. But they're mixed, huh? Arrow McLaren. Arrow McLaren is okay. The majority owners are uh, Smith Peterson, which is, that's why it's called, Arrow is a sponsor. McLaren SP, Smith Peterson Racing. So, but McLaren is the majority owner there. So. Um, Next item. Brundle reacts to his viral Miami Grand Prix gridwalk. <laughs> There's a reason why I've never watched back an F1 gridwalk in a quarter of a century of doing them, Brundle tweeted. You have no idea how much I dislike doing them, but somehow these crazy moments have defined my professional career. Oh, well, that's the way it is. So, Patrick Mahomes, can you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, let me know what you think, Patrick. Uh, what? <laughs> no, but it's getting to that point where he's doing a grid walk and he's going to start talking to people and they have no idea what he's asking about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brondo being an ex-driver, most of the times when he speaks to somebody, it's either somebody that has some insight in about F1 as far as not just knowing Lewis Hamilton. For, you know, for you, Lewis Hamilton being the only, the only color driver on the, the grid, or, you mm-hmm. know, because Lewis Hamilton's yeah, all that, over the place. That's Serena Williams. She, I know, all but she knows is exactly, Lewis, but Michelle they, Obama. But she, I'm sure all she knows is Lewis Hamilton. I mean, it goes back to, so now you're making the grid walk part of the spectacle, part of, you know, I don't know, because you're so close to the teams, the teams are working, you're, you know, right above them, and you have no idea what the hell they're doing? Come on, you got to at least learn See, something. See, the thing is that usually a grid walk, what Martin Brundle does, obviously, he's talking about it, but he's not oh, there. What didn't help him was you could barely walk to Well, I was I was getting to that. The, the, <laughs> My bad. <laughs> what, what, uh. You know, these usually the grid walks are him interviewing drivers or team personnel where he knows about it. Right, right. It's not interviewing celebrities because, honestly, first of all, you're in another country. Martin Brundle is not going to know everybody. He thought Patrick, was it Paolo Banchero was Patrick Mahomes, which was hilarious. Patrick, then, But the thing is that he also couldn't walk around. Because it looked like Wells Waldo out there. He didn't know where anybody was. He couldn't find any of the drivers. He couldn't find any other, you know, driver personnel. I think he dri- he interviewed a, a influencer that nobody knows, mm-hmm. but apparently people on the internet know him. <laughs> but it doesn't bring any value to the telecast. I don't, nobody, like, yeah, it's good to see them. Yes. But these people don't know anything about F1. But at the same time, um, you know, maybe interviewing influencers and, and, showing people that this is the type of crowd that are going to F1 events, maybe that'll bring in a new part of the culture, new fans, 
mm-hmm. followers to the sport. Yeah, I mean, but especially uh, like Americans were like they're big on their uh, their famous people, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, so yeah. I mean the 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 paparazzi culture is big over here. Like yeah. we all want to know like what, the what everybody's doing. doing. What the, imagine if Kim Kardashian was there. So look, but that, it could happen. That was a thing that not only F1 watchers saw, but I'm sure even pet. I think I saw it on. Uh, like an NFL meme page where it was like, oh my god, this guy thought it was fucking Patrick Mahomes, ha ha ha. And it oh, was, yeah, but it was. It just helped spread the word to get all these celebrities, which is exactly what Hector was saying. Just mm-hmm. get, just get the word of F one out there, mm-hmm. and then let's see what shakes out from that. Let's see who could be interested. That is, it was entertaining though. Yeah, we all laughed, and it was, yeah. it was, it was entertaining. So I guess it, it does serve for, that for, purpose yeah, exactly. as well. For that, it was a win. You know, it just sucks for Martin Brundle because. He gets laughed. They at. better not cancel these grid walks. No. Better not. Just it's the same good. way. Yeah, because you know what? No, because the grid walks are funny. It's just like when they canceled the uh, cool down room. The cool down room. Nah, man, bring that back. That was actually pretty cool that they brought that back, and I hope they keep doing it. Even okay. though this last cool down room was weird. Formula One jewelry ban is for right reasons, says GDPA chairman Alex Wars. Uh Hamilton. I mean, this is. I mean, this whole safety thing, man, when they told me about the jewelry, they were saying safety is top priority. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Hector, what do you think about I mean, this? Uh, even if if safety wasn't the top priority, which it is, it's part of the rules. You want to play? You follow the rules. It is what it is. How, who are you to show up like, yeah, no, I'm going to leave my earrings in? Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion? No, I don't want to hear it because... Every other world champion follows the rules. But doesn't he have a point also that he's been driving for 16 years? Mm-hmm. And this has been in the rule book for 16 years. Yeah, and now they're starting to enforce it? Well, you've been lucky for 16 years. Congratulations. You got over on us for 16 years. It is over now. You got your medical pass for two weeks or two races. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. It's, it's time. Do what you got to do to get them out. Race day, you better be ready to go in uniform. The way you're supposed to be by the rule book. That's, you know, and then him him talking shit about, oh, yeah, you know, he'll pay whatever fines he has to pay. And, you know, if they're going to ban him for a week or if that's possible and him not caring, it's just because he's driving like shit. Like, whatever. It definitely seems like it's, like, pointed to him, though, because he's the only one that really wears jewelry. Well, at least jewelry that you could see. How could you say it's pointed to him if it's been in the rule book for so long? Well, they're enforcing it now. So if I, you know, what I mean that that's that's really the uh, the thing that, and if he knows the risks, can he just sign a waiver and then that so be it? He knows I, the risk. He signed the waiver. I don't know. I, I think he also signed the contract too. Said he'd follow the rules. So if they're pushing the, they're pushing the rule book on him, they're pushing the rule book on him. It is what it is. You want to race? You want to be a driver? You want to get paid millions of dollars? You're not allowed to have jewelry on race day. I mean, I'm, I'm I agree, and I'm okay with this. It is. About time that they started laying down the law in Formula One. It's been uh, people since back in the shoe market, even before then, people have just gotten away with questionable stuff. Granted, this is not really questionable. It's pretty black and white, but let's follow the rules. Let's do what we got to do. Granted, this isn't that big a deal, but it's been in the rule book. Let's follow what we're supposed to do for maximum safety. The fact that he came out looking like Mr. T was hilarious. <laughs> he was wearing three IWC watches. Yeah, okay. good for the brand, though. Yeah, yeah. he he was wearing a ring and every finger. Yeah. yeah, 
And yeah, he was wearing all, like all his gold chain, all his and chains. he was wearing like and he was wearing like fifteen necklaces, including pro necklaces. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think just follow the rules. It's it's kind of kind of gray because maybe it's since I'm since I'm a little kid, I'll be wearing like this like a, this small chain with, a, with like a uh, you know cross on it. I don't know why you're telling me to take it off, but it's been my lucky charm. That's gonna be heartbreaking for me. You've been wearing it your whole life? No, I don't. I'm talking about I think Leclerc says something oh. along those lines. And Gasly too. He must have took he it off this weekend. Gassi, I'm sorry, not, yeah, Gassi, it was Gasly. Not, not Leclerc. It was Gasly. Okay. Yeah, Gasly had said something about he wears a, a religious try. item during during the race. I, I mean, is there an exception for that? Or? I don't know. Get it, get it stitched on a shirt or something. These guys got money. Huh? Get, a tattoo. Tattoo. get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. You know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm big on, on on following the rules. It keeps drivers safe, keeps the sport fun. If they're telling you no jewelry, just take it off, put it back on. Why would you get an earring or a nose ring or wherever it is that mystery piercing is <laughs> welded on? Like that just doesn't. Well, sound it's right. not. It does. It's not welded on. Well, I, I mean, it just like welded, grew, welded close. Well, it it just grew around it. That's why he has to get it surgically removed. The nose ring. We're talking about Lewis Hamilton's nose ring. So it's full of boogers. I'm not saying that. That's disgusting, bro. I don't even know why you're even thinking about that. Asqueroso. All right. So follow the rules, guys. FI will be after you. Weekend preview. Barcelona Grand Prix. Trivia time. Oh, we got trivia time. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Hector. So today... um. I think I put like an extra question instead of having three, we'll have four. So you make me Hector. We'll help you guys out. He will. I don't think so. No? You're not good on history like that, Hector? No, I'm terrible. In general history or just have one history? All history. All oh, history. We're not, in, we're not in your feelings anymore. Don't worry about it. Let's go. All right. So. Uh, Where's your buzzer? No batteries for him. For okay. Hector. Okay. So uh, let's go like, with like a, like a, I would say like a medium to easy question. Uh, Alonso is the only Spanish descent, I don't know if you would say Spaniard or whatever, descent driver to win his home race. Can you tell me how many times he has won the Spanish Grand Prix? The Spanish Grand Prix? Mm-hmm. Once. I'd say four times. Wow. Okay. He's only done it twice in 06 oh, and in okay. 2013. So you don't know that. Hold on, hard. hold on. Oh, hold my Hector said no, no history. I knew that one. I was gonna say it twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. Wasn't wasn't one of his wins in Valencia and that was the European Grand Prix? No. Good try. So he's no. won three times in Spain. Twice in the Spanish Grand Prix. Yes. Okay. All right, next question. You want to switch it to European now? No, no, next question. That was in 06 and 2013, and his 2013 was also his last F1 also win. I'm going to look that up. Uh, in competitive. <laughs> uh, can you name the infraction that caused Lewis Hamilton to lose his pole position in the 2012 Spanish Grand Prix? Fraction. No stuff. Is there is there a multiple choice? No. No. Low fuel. <laughs> wow. I'll give it because you, you, you pretty much. What was it? Uh, no, it's that. It's uh, 
The answer is pretty much like a low fuel run or fuel. At the end of the Q3, he stopped on the track, and when his car was returned to park firm, it had it didn't have enough fuel for the for the to provide a sample. Well, that sucks. That's so he like lost pole position. To, to Vettel. Huh? That's like what happened to Vettel. Yes. Aston Martin, where he lost. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, Aston Martin said, no, there was enough in the lines. You just had to pump it out. But yeah. You got no fuel, you got no fuel. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, this one is also kind of in the odds. Uh, name the driver to finish second in the 2000 Spanish Grand Prix just five days after surviving a plane crash. Say that again. Name the driver to finish in second at the 2000. Spanish Grand Prix just five days after surviving a plane crash. Schumacher. Mika Hakkinen? No. It was actually David Coulthard. Wow, okay. So again, you're just blowing through Hector. You're not giving him a chance. <laughs> he literally was... He, literally he, said, he, he did have that He was one. like, yo, I got this. Yeah, it's David H- Coulthard. Hector was about to say... Pastor Maldonado. He's, <laughs> he's gonna know this one though. I was. A, um, How about you ask Hector? For, oh no, you ask no, all of us. Ask everyone. Yeah, just ask everyone. Stop being a hater. Sorry. All right, Hector. You, you really you, don't. You really don't want Hector to take one. No, you, I know. I know you're gonna do this one. Oh my goodness. Fanjo won the first ever Spanish Spanish Grand Prix back in 1951. He was held as Pedralbes. You know, can you can you name? What? Can you, it was that was the name of the place. P e d r a l v e s. Pedralves. That's the name I guess of the place. Okay. Can you tell me what team he was driving for? Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. oh. Fiat. That's gonna be my guess. It was a Fiat, right? That, yeah. that was going to be my guess. Alfa Romeo. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. Close I know you didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. Close enough. Last that one? That's it, yeah. Oh. I mean, I got the other one, but the other one's going to be like this. Super tough. No, go ahead. Uh, in the 2010 Spanish Grand Prix, can you tell me which driver celebrated his victory by throwing his helmet into the crowd? <laughs> this, is, this is like it's turning into an episode of Hot Ones. Yo, <laughs> you know, with these like crazy questions. Twenty ten. Twenty ten. Kimmy. Oh, Pastor Maldonado. <laughs> David Coulthard? <laughs> Mark Webber. <laughs> it was actually his third F1 win, and he won by like a margin of 24 seconds. So he just randomly threw his helmet? That was part of his celebration. Car. Nobody yeah. hit him? Nobody hit, hit nobody? I, I didn't find pictures. I was looking for that to see if he injured any man. Any other history? Uh, history questions? No. Pretty much, obviously... You Not questions, just history. The history of the track. History of the track, yeah. You know, the Spanish Grand Prix has he's been, been held since forever. <laughs> 1913 was the first time, but it was he's officially lo- Formula he's One. It, yeah, so he's <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> I making, making him nervous. Yeah, like making him nervous. <laughs> you know, it's been around for a long time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their cars drive on it. Yeah, um, it's been around since 1901. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Predictions. Uh, I mean, b- even before then, the track, it's a track that, like like we said before, gets all the preseason testing, or used to get all the preseason testing. It's it's a 
track that features a lot of different turns and a lot of different conditions. That's why they do testing there. Uh, opens up with a big right-hander, turns into a big left-hander. It, it's... It has a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Ends with a chicane, which everybody which hates. hates, which yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Takes away the momentum. Yep. I love the blind DRS at the top of a hill that you just... It, it's, it's a cool track at the end of the day, but like... If they take off that last chicane, man... It'd be awesome. And that's the MotoGP layout. Uh, per, uh, predictions. Who are going first? Hector? I'll go first. Guess Devana. Uh, Max to win mm-hmm. to win it all. Who's taking first? Who's taking pole position? Max. Um, I'm gonna go with Max Checo, then Chuck. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Alonso's Ford just because Spain. It's his home race. Uh, so where you live in Carlos Sainz? He's not gonna do well. Wow. I got I got a bad feeling for him. Wow. I really do. He's just he's just been shaky. And I'm going I'm gonna run with that. Um Russell's is, is, gonna be fifth. What? Voltas is gonna be sixth. Whoa. Hey, he's still going. That's the race or or, or, race, or qualifying? Race, race. That's the race. race. That's for the race. Qualifying uh, qualifying top three be, for qualifying. Top three for qualifying is gonna be Chuck. Top three for qualifying is going to be Chuck, Max, and and, and Checo. But uh, for the race, it's going to be those first six. It's going to be Hamilton Snoop, in the top ten at least. Snoopy seventeen. I don't know where Hamilton. <laughs> Snoopy seventeen. <laughs> um, it's going to be Vettel and Latifi DNFs. <laughs> every, everywhere in between is going to be a toss up. <laughs> Everybody in between is a toss up. But I'm go- I know, I know for a fact those six and the last three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Ruben. Uh qualifying I'll go for um Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Top three. Uh race, it'll be Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen. Whoa. About, why uh, do you think Charles why do you think Chuck is gonna win this? Uh it's just a, a, it's, the track is gonna suit Ferrari better than because he has, you know, more more turns and he's gonna the they're better it's slow, arrow packets. Slower in Red Bull's fast. Exactly. That's why. Okay. Yes. I agree. This is. So you see, Hector's not making me that nervous. You agree on something I said? No, I agree. <laughs> no, because this 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 track seems like it suits the Ferrari better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 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 strength of the Red Bull is that it's fast in a straight line. Um, but they lose time in other corners, as medium speed and slow corners. So it'll suit the Ferrari better. Ferrari's bringing updates. Um, I say it's going to be for qualifying. To my top three are going to be Chuck. Oh, not Charlie. No, we'll go with Chuck for this episode. Heck, to see, I can respect that. Respect. Put some respect on his name. Verstappen and uh, Sainz. Top three for the race. Uh, I think it, it's still going to be the same top two. I think Charlie comes out with the win, or Chuck. Comes out with the win. Um, back Max Verstappen second. Uh, podium, podium, podium. I say that Carlos comes through, and I think it stays the same way. Um, fourth and fifth. Checo fourth. Russell. 
Hamilton fifth. Hamilton fifth. Which Hamilton? Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> no, Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. No, I'm gonna respectfully disagree on that last one. But uh you know, honestly, I, right now I'd probably take Alexander Hamilton in the, in that car. <laughs> in the Mercedes. <laughs> what is it? I'm not gonna Oh my god. I'm not giving away my shot. <laughs> Oh, oh, you guys are killing me. <laughs> I think that I think it's gonna be tight. Um, I think that I think that Chuck is gonna win win out pole position. Uh, the new Ferrari upgrades are gonna be you know instrumental in that. I don't think that they have uh, the pace yet, and there's no so like sector three here in Barcelona is is tight. It's got the chicane. It's got that little weird corkscrew, uh, uh, left hand corkscrew. Um, it, it's not going to be as advantageous as any other sectors. What was the sector one that we saw in Emilia Romagna mm-hmm. and sector one that we saw in Miami? It's not going to be as advantageous to Ferrari as we saw there. So I think that uh, Max Verstappen is going to win the race. I think Chuck is going to get second. I think that Perez is going to come through. He's going to win, get third, and I believe that Carlos Sainz will be fourth, fifth. George Russell. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> where, where, where do you put Hamilton this weekend? I'm putting I'm putting Hamilton probably seventh. Dude, damn! So both are six? Yes. Uh, a Botas or a Fernando Alonso? Gotcha. Listen, one thing that I am at least you put Hamilton in top ten. Yeah. Listen, I hear one thing that I am happy is that you guys seem to be. Uh, Except joining me on the uh, Botas bandwagon here. Get, get, out of here. get out of here with that nonsense. Don't talk, you, to, don't talk bad about me. Botas. You guys are joining me. Don't talk bad about Botas. <laughs> sure, oh, crazy. we didn't mention that picture. Ours. <laughs> Yo, he did, my man is just chilling in the river. With his arse out. I don't think he's chilling. Is because he, you he, see his arse out. Where's the front end? <laughs> Hitting the rocks. <laughs> There's a little bit of a hole in there. Maybe there are some leeches down there. You know, you know. Are you getting their suck on? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> so you're, you're saying he's pleasuring himself. I don't know. Maybe. Wow. Russell don't know which or the flow of the river. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, anything else before we wrap up? It's race week. Yeah. Race week. Race week. I I, I wish uh, the king of the midfield good luck on his race. I hope he does better than than his old teammate. Was that uh, Lewis Hamilton? Lewis yeah. Hamilton? No, no, the king of the midfield so far. No, the king Georgia. of the midfield is both us. I hope he does better than his old teammate. Mm. Yes. Don't Hamilton. talk. Don't talk bad about Botas. All right, so everybody make sure to follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to follow or make sure to leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening. And uh, on behalf of Jump to Start Racing, I would like to thank Hector for coming through. Thank you guys for having me again. It was amazing. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We're not firing at Wells. Not yet. (laughs) And with that said, it's race week. See you guys after Spain.
Peace. Peace.